Welcome to the Goalie Hacks podcast, the show dedicated to providing elite tips, hacks, and strategies to take your game to the next level, where we help you become an elite goaltender, one hack at a time. And now, here's your host, Mike Santaguida. All right, bang, bang, we are back. Goalie Hacks community for another week on the show and another week of personal playoff stories for my personal journey. Hope everyone is doing fantastic this week. And uh, I know some playoffs have started to get underway now. Uh, some teams are moving forward. And, uh, you know, obviously some teams are, are not, unfortunately, moving forward. And, you know, if you're someone who's made it through to the next round, my best advice is, you know, um, you know, don't take it for granted. Right. Every, every year is so different uh, just because you made it to the second, the, the third, the, the fourth or final round does not mean it's guaranteed in the future. And uh, don't really give yourself an out, you know, and by an out, I mean, don't say to yourself, well, if not this year, next year, uh, because truthfully, no one knows what the future holds. Right. If you if you have an opportunity to move forward and chase a title today, do not take that for granted. You only get so many quality playoff runs in your career and you may be getting bounces right now that that may not come again in the future for for whatever reason uh hockey's hockey right um so don't take it for granted uh push to a level you didn't know you had push uh, push yourself further uh to become a champion you're meant to be and and if you're someone who's been knocked out you know take note of the little moments throughout the course of your games or series that ultimately had a, a momentum shifting impact on your outcome Right. And don't forget what it felt like and what it feels like to be there. You know, maybe you retired and you didn't push through at the end of a three game series weekend. You know, maybe you could have made one more big save on a penalty kill situation or somewhere a ref missed a call. You know, maybe you didn't prepare the way you would have liked. Maybe you didn't cool down the way you would have liked in a three and three or, or in a situation where you're playing a lot of games in a few nights and you're tired and you're beaten up. You know, just rewind back. Right. Take notes, take videos of yourself talking about those moments in the game you did well and, and maybe where you thought you could have pulled through more. You know, I like sort of documenting things uh, from a video standpoint, because when you go and watch those back, it sparks all those mirror neurons in your mind that that helps you remember all the feelings that that you're feeling right now down the road when, you know, maybe it's passed a little bit. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and really compound that experience over the course of your career. Right. Champions are not made overnight. They're made through building resilience and overcoming challenges and compounding experience further and further to a point where you're ready to conquer anything, even if you haven't seen it before. Right. You've prepared your body and mind and, and all that culminates into to being able to overcome any challenge you face when you finally get to the next level. Uh, you know, you've been earning to be at and, and chase a win at. So playoffs, as I mentioned, is the hardest part of hockey. Um, you know, I've had plenty of failures and, and few successes and it is, it is meant to challenge you. You know, it is meant to be hard. It is meant to frustrate you, make you emotional. And the ones just put one foot in front of the other, keep cool in the face of adversity, you know, have a, a can do attitude and, and, a, a refuse to lose, a refuse to lose attitude, you know, are the ones that pull ahead in, in the end, just being, you know, solution based. And uh, today I know, uh, today you know, uh, I, I talked about my previous younger playoff years um, all the way from when I started up to junior hockey. And today, you know, I'm going to dive into my playoff experience really at the next level from college and onward uh, to show that it's hard to win. You know, I didn't have the same success at the next level as I did at the junior level. 
Um, it was a, it was mixed with tough challenges, heartbreaks, and to, to be frank, not really the outcomes I had hoped. You know, or people may have projected based on my, my junior outcomes, right? And I want to be transparent and talk about these to show everyone, you know, we're all human. Uh, sometimes no matter how hard you try, the world just keeps finding ways to hold you back. But I never stopped pushing. You know, I never stopped trying. And that's really what being resilient in playoff hockey is all about. Developing uh, and committing to that resilience that even though with all the work and effort and focus you put in, even if you don't get the result you want sometimes, that you stick with it, build, and keep going, right? So, um, you know, I just want to also say, too, obviously, I didn't I didn't play, you know, in the NHL. I didn't play in uh, the Swedish Elite League, right? These are just my personal experiences, um, I share them with you guys. I know there's lots of amazing goalies we've had on the show. There's lots of amazing goalies that I've had, you know, the uh, I've been fortunate enough to connect with through the show that listen, you know, which I'm very grateful and honored for that people come and listen. Um, and, you know, the, the challenges that I went through in my career are not the, the be-all, end-all and are certainly not even the hardest out there in the hockey world. But the reason I share them with you is – you know, really to, to show you guys what, what it took me to get there, the things I went through that, that you don't see on the elite prospects, and uh, just some of the lessons I personally learned, you know, throughout my journey that I hope to pass on to you guys so that you can, you know, when you get there, you know, succeed where I failed, you know, go further than I did. That's, that's the whole reason for the show. Um, I talk about these experiences. One, they're, they're, they're kind of fun to look back on, but ultimately to pass them on to you. You know, you guys are listening to, to, to me talk about my ups and downs and hopefully, you know, you can relate a little bit and maybe see somewhere that I made a mistake that maybe you're in the same rut right now. And, and, you know, um, you know, hopefully give you the tools you need to, to kind of turn that tide and, and break through and, and go further than I did. That's, that's really why I do this, this for you guys, because, um, as you were about to see, you know, I, I didn't have the, the successes like I did, um, you know, beforehand at the junior level. And we're going to dive into it, right? So going to my first college year, you know, you you guys, uh, the people are familiar with my story. You know, I wasn't really slated to really play uh, the beginning of the year, you know, not that much even in my first year. And, um, you know, I go in the UVM. We basically, we lost in the semifinals and, and uh, double OT in the national championship game, the RBC Cup in June. Um, and I had to go report to UVM in August, you know. So I basically had literally two months. <laughs> and then I was, you know, I was in my, I was traveling to UVM to get settled in. It was pretty quick turnaround. It was kind of crazy. My body was still beaten up. I had, you know, some things I didn't mention from the last episode where I had dislocated my shoulder in the first game in the second series in the BCHL uh, uh, playoffs. I played through the entire playoff season with a sep- like a separated shoulder, a sublux shoulder. Uh, it affected me pretty dramatically. You know, I pulled my groin, I hurt my knee, sprained my MCL. It was like, it was just falling apart like crazy, right? So going in, having that quick turnaround was kind of like, I didn't even skate much going into UVM just because I was trying to heal all my injuries so much. And, um, you know, I, I never really talked about that in my last episode, but I guess, you know, when you kind of get to that next level, guys, like, the hockey gets hard enough to a point where like you're going to get injured. 
You know, you're going to get to a point where, you know, and I mentioned it where with my knee, right, I pulled my groin. This was in midget hockey, right? I didn't really mention all the the injuries that came and all the games I had to play, you know, in in the junior playoff, right? And that's that kind of resilience that, you know, uh, hockey players have, you know. If you got a broken leg, I don't recommend you playing on a broken leg. But if it's something like, you know, I dislocated my shoulder, it's not going to kill me to play through. I'm going to play, you know. Uh, I kind of sprained my knee a bit. Uh, you know, I got that puck off my knee. I mean, I kept playing, you know. So I know there's some young guys out there and, and parents may disagree with this, but I know for a fact at the next level that you guys go to the NHL, they're having emergency surgeries after the season because, you know, they're they're kind of laying it all on the line, right? And when you get to that point, you know, um, I, I just heard Leon Dreisaitl, you know, he was talking the other night, he broke 50 goals, right? And they're saying, oh, you hurt your knee. And, um, you know, how'd you get back out there? He, and he kind of shrugged off. He said, yeah, I, I, so many guys do that on every single night that, you know, it was almost my duty to just keep going as well. Like, you know, so many guys play through that. And at the next level, it's hard hockey, right? It's physical, it's tiring, emotionally, physically tiring, like, you're going to get hurt. You're going to have to play through some bumps and bruises, and you're going to have to keep going. That's just kind of the motto of hockey players, right? So um, anyways, first year, not really slated to play. Partner goes down with an injury preseason, right? Pulls his groin, can't play. I get, in, I get thrown into the first five games of the year, right? First two are against North Dakota. We lose 5-3. First night, they liked the way I held my ground in, in the, the Ralph in front of – you know, 12,000 people or whatever it was, pretty crazy, the drums and the fireworks and everything. Um, you know, second night we tie them. And uh, that game ended up being huge. And, and if you guys want to hear more about sort of my, my the beginning of my college career, um, go back to episode one and talk about my whole journey. Um, you know, but we tied that game. So now all of a sudden we tie North Dakota in a game 2-2. Uh, we actually went to shootout, which didn't count because Hockey East doesn't do shootouts. But um, I guess the NCDC uh, or, or NH, oh, I can't even remember the, the 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 division. I think it's the NCDC or maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe that's the junior. Like, I can't even keep up with them anymore. Uh, or the NCHC is what it was called, I believe. Um, it was new then. It was like a brand new conference and they were doing, um, you know, had like Denver and... Uh, because they basically got rid of the CCHA and um, they were doing shootouts. We ended up losing the shootout, you know, whatever. And I was like, I was pissed. And they're like, dude, it doesn't count. I'm like, what? Um, they're like, yeah, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. I'm like, oh, great. So I was kind of fired up. Obviously, that we got the tie. We didn't end up like recording a loss on paper. Um, play uh, Penn State in the Wells Fargo Center in front of 18,000 people. My third game in college hockey. Uh, that's where the Philadelphia Flyers play, if you're not familiar. We go down 2 nothing in the first 10 minutes, and then I held the four at all game and just shut it down, and we ended up winning 5-2. Notre Dame, uh, play them. They're, they're, they're homecoming in the Hockey East. Uh, we played them twice. We beat them 3-2. Uh, sorry, we beat them 2-1 on night one, and then we lost 3-2 on night two. And in my first five games, all of a sudden, I'm 2-2-1. Two, two and one. You know, against some of the best teams in the country, which totally changed the outcome of my uh, entire, um, you know, my, my entire college, pr- pr- uh, uh, you know, trajectory, really. Like I was playing there and then, you know, fast forward to the tail end of the year, I had won the starting job toward the end of the season and was playing every game. All of a sudden I got the flu 
one Thursday night, was up all night, no relief, coughing, you know, throwing up, and yeah, it was it was really bad, and and I I, I didn't sleep a single minute, I, and I told the coach the next day. I woke up. I said, "Hey, I can't play." You know, there's no way I can play and talk about playing through injuries and stuff. You know, there's no way that I'm going to I'm on zero sleep. I'm going to play even remotely close to the way I can play. Um, that's not like playing through, uh, you know, something that hurts after you get rest and you're prepared to play other than just a little bit of, of bumps and bruises. That was like, you know, there was no way I was going in that game. I couldn't I couldn't even stand. You know, and I have played through the the flu in the plat in the past. In fact, literally my entire career, I've um, I've gotten the flu like literally every playoff season almost. Um, I didn't get it in the BCHL, thank God. Um, but for some reason, I'm I'm incredibly prone to the flu, which is it's it was awful. It's every year in March, I always get the flu. My birthday's March six. Always get the flu around my birthday. Always get the flu in the playoffs. Always battling through it. But this was the case. I I didn't sleep all night. So anyways. Um, you know, I told the coach going to play and like really it was in the best interest of the team, right? Like obviously I didn't want to give up that start. Um, it was the, literally the last weekend before playoffs. So the other goalie plays, he plays excellent. We win the first game and then we tie the second game and, and then the following weekend was playoffs and they ended up sitting me for playoffs. The, you know, my coach came to me and said, Hey, we gotta, we gotta just stick with, with the other guy here. You know, like he's playing well, and and I was just like, oh, okay, you know, just that's that's how the cookie crumbles, right? Like I wasn't gonna obviously get upset. I have never shown frustration at a coach in my entire career for uh, a decision they made about my playtime. Um, although I obviously, like everybody, disagree sometimes, but it's it's not my call, right? You just you know, you'd be ready and. Um, Go to the quarterfinal game and against UMass Amherst and and um, you know we we won the buy-in and uh, we go to play um, you know UMass Lowell the the for the quarters and we lost in game three the other guy played didn't play at all my first year in the playoffs right but I ended up playing a lot of uh, regular season games which obviously led into my second year and the next season you know I had a breakout year uh, led the country for half the season I got nominated for the Mike Richter Award if you want more details on that season go check out episode one and uh, we played but by the end of the year I had won the starting job again right Um, he basically pawned us against each other like our whole careers Um, which sucked because we were good buddies right but we obviously had to duke it out for playtime and we both wanted to we're both competitive we're we're friends but you know we both wanted to play and that's kind of what happens when you get to that college level there's just so many great goalies and it's happening at the junior level now and it's even happening at the minor hockey level now where there's just no room right um and it's it's a it's a dog fight every night for playing time right um you know so so we the we for the playing round right um it was a best of 3 this year um so we play Maine and uh, we win game one, two, one, we lose game two, three, two. And then, you know, we have to, we're basically playing three games in three nights, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, game threes on Sunday. And, um, you know, we're up two nothing going into the third, all of a sudden Ben Hutton playing for the, the Vancouver Canucks sneaks in back door on a peak, uh, on a penalty kill. And, and he roofed it on me. I came across, I literally like, I, he sniped it on me and, um, you know, it was a great goal. Like I came all the way across the net on a back door. He snuck all the way in. I almost got, he put it right in the top corner. Anyways, 
Um, um, and then and then all of a sudden, you know, with a few minutes later, all of a sudden, puck pops out pops out to Devin Shore, uh, you know, playing uh, for the Edmonton Oilers right now, and and he just goes bar down on me, two two game, right? All of a sudden, we're up to nothing within five minutes, with fifty minutes left. You know, in in the third, and we're holding the fort, and obviously all the momentum is going against us, and we're facing all this adversity. Um, you know, we go to OT, right? Fight, fight, fight through the adversity. This is my first playoff college series, right? Um, you know, I w- there was I was just refusing to lose. I didn't care. Again, it was that same attitude I had in junior. You know, or just no matter what happens, you keep finding a way to to, to keep going and. Um, and, and just keep finding a way to stay alive and, and hold your team in the game until they can get one. And, um, you know, eventually with three minutes left in OT, we won. We scored and, and ending it and um, in our building uh, and, and went wild. It was a really cool experience. Um, but then we go on to Boston College. You know, I get absolutely shelled and eventually get yanked midway through the game, my first game in the quarters. Or, the, sorry, the, sem- or, uh, the quarters, yeah. My partner goes in, holds the fort to the end of the game, and we end up losing, but they end up starting him the next two games. He played really, really good, like he deserved to play. Um, We won both, uh, and he was the difference in those games. So we go to the hockey uh, hockey semis at the TD Garden, play UMass Lowell, Connor Hellebuck there, uh, lose lose again. Uh, Or I can't remember if it was Boyle who was in that at the time. Um, anyways, we were kind of snake bitten against them, uh, including BC and UMass Lowell. They kind of had our number for my entire college tenure almost, but, um, didn't play unfortunately. And, and, and all of a sudden the second season's over, right? Third season, we're, we're, we're not good. My junior year, we're, we're, we're not good. You know, we're probably my weakest year at UVM in terms of roster and performance and, and managed to string together some some good numbers um and then the beginning of december you know we upset bu in night one and made over like 45 saves and we got out uh you know you got out shot to two to one you know i think we had like 18 or 19 shots um and they had like 45 or 47 or something right we beat them uh my old coach from from avon came uh shout out brian doyle judge and it was cool to, to win that game in front of him. We shouldn't have won that game, right? Um, and then second night, same scenario, except, you know, they're banging on the door 50 shots with 10 minutes left in the game. We're up 2-1 again. Guy falls on me as I dive across the net, and it completely blew my ankle out. I, I couldn't even get up. They scored on the ensuing play, which is the insult, even more insult to injury. Um, we ended up losing that game. I was almost going to break a a UVM save record. Um, like I would have had like over 60, 60 saves that game. Like by the end, I, I, I was on track for it. It was, it was crazy. Um, I'll never forget that night either. And just, uh, you know, it still honestly gives me nightmares. Um, seeing other guys with angle and just like, it's like, it's like PTSD in my brain or something. Cause it was so traumatic. Um, anyways, they said, Hey, you're going to be out six months. You know, you're going to need surgery. You're going to have to get a plate and two screws put in your, your fib and tib in your shin because I tore my ligaments and my ankle 90% in every direction, basically. Uh, long story short, go home. I get PRP done. All of a sudden, I come back. I'm ready in three months. 
And um, I literally came back the last game of the season. Last game of the season. Um, last game of the season, I came back and we we uh, and we won two nothing, right? And then we go to and then all of a sudden I get the start in the playoffs, right? Like I just worked so hard to get back. Um, you know, after being out for so long, I was just like so so hungry to to get back in to 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 play you know i didn't want another year to kind of pass me by um and so we go we we go to we play yukon um and um it was a i think they went back to the uh, no no it was a it was a three game series and um yeah we ended up sweeping them two games in a row in uh in their building um and then we went to the quarters again right and it was kind of really obviously a big moment just overcoming that injury for the short term, which, you know, didn't end up going that well, as you'll find out. We play BC again, <laughs> literally get yanked through the first game, halfway through the first game again. You know, the other guy goes in, he does well. They start him the next two games. We won one, but we lose the third and we're out of playoffs. All of a sudden, the third year, my third year is over, right? You know, BC literally single-handedly ruined my college numbers, and and even, you know, <laughs> you look back. I like, and even then, I think I I think I'm close to being tied for, I think I'm like .01 save percentage off for for being tied second best all time at UVM behind Tim Thomas. BC, I I don't know. I they were just that team that just had my number. You know. Um, Every day I try different things. I've, you know, I did beat them in my college career in the regular season. Um, but, uh, yeah, it didn't go very well in, in the playoffs for me against them. Um, um, unfortunately, right. And it's, it's heartbreaking to say that, but I want to be transparent because, you know, everybody goes through these kind of like these ruts. Right. Um, but anyways, you know, for me, it just happened to come at the worst times against the best teams, unfortunately, in my college in my college year. So fourth year, I basically started the first game of the season, won, lost the second game, uh, got yanked in my third game, and then from there on, I lost the net. You know, I basically lost myself. Um, you know, I was depressed, man. Like, it was, it was bad. I was getting buried. It was my senior year. I was taking, like finance business administration finance classes computer science classes like statistics classes like I was getting buried in work I wasn't playing hockey and all those cues that you develop as an athlete as a goalie that you rely on when you play they just like disappeared all of a sudden during the injury period you know was out for three months played a few weeks of hockey and then didn't play games until end of October the following year played a handful of games and then basically in an entire year I think I played like five or six games that was it you know, I like lost myself. I lost my game. It was incredibly emotional and, um, you know, it was painful for me to, to get back. Uh, it, it took a long time to, to even get remotely close to where I was before and basically took a backseat my whole senior year, played a handful of games throughout the rest of, of the year, hurt my ankle again later in the year, was out for a month, didn't get to play senior night, you know, and in front of my family that had worked so hard to help afford school and give me the opportunity to play there even with scholarship. Didn't play playoffs. Next thing you know, my college career is done. So all of a sudden you look back at the beginning, you're like, you know, I have four years to, to make something happen. 
you know, you come off such a, a hot junior um, tenure, right? And and uh, now looking back, you have a lot of regrets and and the things you didn't make happen. You know, it goes by it goes by in the blink of an eye, right? Um, and, and I'm kind of just showing you guys that because um, you know, every year matters. If you have an opportunity to win this year, don't say next year, right? And and we'll keep going, right? So I finally go pro. Still trying to get my game back, really. Like, you know, in, in, in the course of two years, I played like 10 games, which is so few games, you know, if you're looking to make a jump to the next level and, and be competitive, right? Um, you know, go to Colorado Eagles camp in the ECHL, get cut despite having an excellent camp. I mean, in hindsight, I was really just a filler until guys came down from the, uh, the American League. You know, I, I saw that later on. They ended up signing three goalies on their team that year, which was kind of crazy. You don't, you never really seen that in pro before. Uh, but they're now in the AHL Eagles, a world-class organization. I mean, I can't say enough good things about about them, this, despite obviously my short-term, uh, you know, time there and getting cut right but anyways go to the SPHL can't win games get cut from the number one team there go to another SPHL team can't win games coaching change happens new coach cuts me swallow my pride go down to the fed because I said you know I I waited my whole life to you know I said to myself right like I, I waited my whole life to go pro I'm not gonna quit now just because I'm not getting the results right I'm gonna figure out a way to get my game back right and I went down to the fed and uh, started working up and, and battling one night at a time, right? And, uh, you know, I'll never forget the night I, I finally found myself again after stringing some wins together and, and finding that game flow again and the correct, you know, that correct preparation, really. And we played one of the top teams in the league three nights in a row. We won the first night, and my family was coming to see me the, the next two nights on a Friday and Saturday. I just remember the fatigue in game two already. I was tired. You know, I hadn't played that many games in a row in such a long time. And, and just finding that next gear, I made a few diving saves. And then in the second period, they came down a three-on-one. You know, we were up uh, um, we were, we were up 2-1 or 2-0 at the time. And they went tic-tac-toe and went right side, back door, and I robbed this guy. You know, what seemed like with ease... Uh, with my glove and I held on to it and I'll never forget that feeling of that moment just just getting my game back you know all that struggle and the depression and the heartache and the letdowns and you know we were on a few games win streak at that point but it was in that moment that I had found myself again and that that second gear the confidence the anticipation the hunger the resilience right um, and, and truthfully, I never really got my whole game back, you know, even years after I never really got back to that level. I was pre-injury. It was like, it had just disappeared. Like some of those cues I developed over years of play over 20 years of playing, you know, I just couldn't get it back. Like I tried so hard. I tried so many different things. It was like my brain, you know, knew to do something, but my body wouldn't do it. Right. It's, it's hard to explain, but it's that same feeling you get when you're, you know, you're in the zone and when you know a guy is going to do something before you or even him knows, you know, your body and your mind know and just do it without you thinking. And, you know, that became very hard for me. There was a, there was just this disconnect between that anticipation and reaction. And I fought to get it back, but it just never came back fully. But in, uh, you know, fast forward to the end of the year, one goal of the year, one rookie of the year in that league, um, you know, which is kind of funny, 
like at the same time, you know, you look back and, and I, when I went to the league, it was considered, you know, a bottom of the barrel. Obviously it's still a lower pro league globally. Um, but it was kind of funny seeing the few years after the guys that fall, there was a bunch of division one guys. There was a bunch of major junior goalies that went there. You know, it became a league where goalies would go to develop that would eventually go on to do things at the higher levels of pro, you know? Um, you know, but and, and a lot of people don't realize this, but like I know guys that played in the first year, you know, the SPHL now is for a lot of guys considered a really good league, right? It's a feeder into the coast. It's a feeder into the ECHL. You know, my captain in Port Huron was in the SPHL for the first game that the league ever had. The first year the league was ever a league. You know, he was telling me they were wearing pennies like for jer- like they didn't even have jerseys, you know, so. You know, and I know a guy who was drafted by the LA Kings. Um, you know, he's a goalie coach now here in the greater Toronto area. Um, but he, the ECHL was the lowest level then, you know, and he said, you, you know, he got sent, he was in the American League and then he got sent down to the ECHL. It was the end of the world for him at the time. There was no other leagues. That was the bottom of the barrel then, right? Um, and hockey will continue to get deeper, it will continue to get harder. Right. Every level will continue to get harder. The Federal Hockey League one day will be a, a, a inevitably better league than it is today just because there's so many guys that are constantly coming into the game um, looking for a place to play, looking for an opportunity to prove themselves. And, and uh, it's nice to see, you know, coaches at the, the SPHL level and give those guys chances now. And then the ECHL level, give those guys chances. And you're, you're starting to see this much bigger connect of, um, you know, guys that deserve to, to make the move upward. They're getting their shot, uh, to, to, you know, it might not be for often, uh, it might be one game, but they're definitely getting their shots. And in pro hockey, that's really all you can ask for. Right. So anyways, we go into the playoffs, um, best of three games for round one. And then it's the finals. Um, that's, that's it, right. Best of five games in the finals. So my, my skates were like done poorly, um, and I didn't realize until I got on the ice and I kind of was just ignoring it until like the third period uh, in the intermission. I was like, yeah, I need to get these sharpened, right? Like I was trying to just ignore it and say, okay, I'm just going to figure out a way. And it, they were just not what they needed to be. Like, um, at least for me, like, his, like, uh, for, uh, like those are the most important thing for me. My skates are sharp so I can have my mobility because without my mobility, I'm toast because I'm not a big guy. Everybody knows that, right? So I need to be able to to be ahead of the play and be in front of the puck. Um, anyways, I, and I, I wasn't really making the saves I, I, I normally was making. You know, the big saves, the big momentum swings, like, um, you know, I, but I kept battling. We, we go to OT, right? 4-4, four, four, we go to OT. We win game one at the other team's rink in OT, and it was so hard. I remember to to win that game. It was just everyone was so uh, was so hungry, leaving it all on the line. It was it was just super emotional. Uh, it was the hardest game I played all year probably. And we managed to win five four in OT in game one. We go back to our barn game two. Um, you know we're going up two nothing. Uh, we're up two nothing going into the third. They score four minutes into the third, and all of a sudden we're holding on to the lead for the rest of the period. You know, we eventually came away with a win. Um, you know, we go to the finals and uh, win game one with an undisputed team win. Got a shutout, one three nothing. We were we you know we thought we were gonna walk all over them the rest of the series, and then all of a sudden they came back game two, 
and it just got shelled one shot after another, after another, after another. And, you know, started getting emotional uh, a bit, but, but kept pushing. And next thing you know, in the second period, after being up to nothing, you know, you know, all, uh, we're up to nothing. All of a sudden we're tied two two. right? Um, they scored two quick ones. Like we had an ice and, you know, we let in a goal and we, you know, kept the same line out. And then all of a sudden we had an ice and all of a sudden it was like tic-tac-toe off a, off a shin pad and all of a sudden two, two, right. Going to the third period, they get a high tip on a, on a, on a, excuse me. They get a high tip on, on a, we got a, We took a bad penalty. They got a high tip. Uh, and it went over my shoulder. Like it was rocket of a shot with a tip. Like it was like, I was, I was rattled because there wasn't much I could do. Um, they score 10 minutes, all of a sudden it's 3-2, right? Um, we lose that game. You know, all of a sudden we're going back to their rink. We're flat. You know, everyone starts pointing fingers. We lose game three, 5 to one and then we go to game four. We're down 3-2, and we couldn't find a way to score, unfortunately, and lost. All of a sudden this amazing year is over, right? And I just look back, and I started to get frustrated. You know, I started to get emotional. I started to, to point fingers and you know, hope other guys would bail me out and, and do this and that better. And, and really, you know, the whole reason we even got to that point was because largely in part of me making so many saves I shouldn't have, you know, I had built myself up to, to being a, a captain of that team pretty much, you know, and, and I look back and I deeply regret my effort in, in the finals after having such a good year. I stopped playing with a chip on my shoulder. I, I started saying, if not this year, the next year. And I gave myself outs when I shouldn't have, you know, I was right at the finish line and, um, you know, I was, I was so close to getting it done and, and it was not going to be easy. And I thought, it, and for some reason I let my foot off the gas and I take full blame for, for that downfall in the finals. I had it in my ability to win that on my own and I let it slip away, you know? Um, and we'll stop there and, and, and finish the, the final chapters next episode. But I want to let you guys know that every level you go to requires more, right? It requires more than you thought before, no matter what you've done or where you've been before. You know, when you get to the final stages of playoffs, it is the hardest challenges you're going to face in your career. It doesn't matter what league or what level it is. It's hard to win championships. And everyone will fight tooth and nail to the last dying breath to win. And you need to be willing to do that also if you want to stand a chance in overcoming your opponents, right? So don't take things for granted. Uh, yes, it's true. You don't always win, right? But having the right attitude and trying your absolute very best to win every single night is the most important thing you can do. It's okay to lose if you left it all on the line, right? Don't give yourself outs. Don't say next time. It's supposed to be hard. Dig deep when you get there and do the things you've never done if you want the results you've never had. You know, I have plenty of regret in my time. I don't let it hang over me or kill me, but I have experience of things I wish I would have done different. And even after all those years of experience and in, into pro, I still made mistakes that I wish I could have back, right? Uh, but I'm passing these stories on to you young goalies today to, to you know, to 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 be grateful, dig deeper, and excel when you're faced with adversity. You know, you go out there, you be the solution. Don't wait for others to, to carry you across the finish line, right? You have it in you to get the job done. Don't wait for anyone else to do it for you. So in my next episode, I will be detailing the tail end of my chapters of pro hockey, 
where I'm at in my life and, and where hockey has brought me the last several years to give you guys an inside look into my life. So I hope you've been enjoying these stories, the ups, the downs, the failures, the successes, the regrets. And uh, I hope you're getting something out of them. And I share all these with you to show you that it really is about resilience and just continuing to keep going. Um, but be the playoff and championship goaltenders you're all meant to be. And I'll see you all on the other side. Take care for now, and we'll chat soon. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode, goalies. If you like what you heard today, make sure to hit that subscribe button as we have amazing stories and tons of guests lined up ready to come on the show in the next few months. But make sure to tune back in the show in two weeks and every other Tuesday from now on 8 a.m. As next episode, I'll be continuing with some of my personal stories, uh, where my hockey journey has taken me up to this point, the tail end of my pro career, and um, you know where I'm at right now to give you guys an inside look into my life and uh, uh, the goalie hacks journey up to this point. Uh, I know you guys aren't going to want to miss it, so make sure to tune back next episode. And finally, big shout out to all the people who rate and review our show. I think we are so grateful uh, for everybody. Just I always constantly uh, go through there, check out what people are saying. The feedback has been phenomenal, and I'm just so grateful for you guys. So whether you got something out of the show or you want to enter into our giveaway, uh, please go leave a, a rating and review so when people come to look at the show or they, they, they browse through it in their um, in their catalogs, you know, they look and, and uh, they see that it's worth their time and it means a lot to us. So please uh, leave a rating or review. Please share with your friends. And obviously, without further ado, here are the giveaway details for the NeuroTracker X subscriptions we're giving away. And to enter the giveaway, if you're an Apple user, simply go to the Apple Podcast app on your phone and leave us a written review and rating. And if you're an Android user, you can also download iTunes onto your computer and leave a review and rating on there as well. And once you leave a review of the podcast, Take a screenshot of it and either email it to goaliehacks at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram with your screenshot and your full name. And if you guys are also interested in getting started with the product, feel free to hit me up either by email or Instagram direct messages to get more details. Additionally, Spotify has now added uh, a rating and review section as well in the app. So uh, we also will be accepting rating and reviews in the Spotify app as well. Uh, in the in the process falls the same way. If you guys want to take a screenshot and send it over, uh, that'd be great. So get excited, guys. Great things ahead. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I'll see you next episode. Oh,